Introducing the new loaded scratchers from DC Lottery. These scratchers are loaded with cash prizes of $50, $100, $500, $1,500, $5,000, $5, and chances to win up to $250,000. These games are absolutely stuffed, jammed, overflowing. You might even say, loaded? Play the games that are packed with $7.5 million in cash prizes. Get your loaded scratchers today. Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' Refreshers, like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. Hey there, ho there, hi there. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo. Florida Keys. Um, yeah, the election is almost over, considering they're still counting and stuff like that. But I know there's probably a lot of people still talking about it, and they're all getting, you know, all getting excited and things like that. But um, you know, what what's there to do right now except count? And uh, you know, in a lot of intents and purposes, these uh, these things are over. That's it. There's no, uh, it's just time to move on, right? Well, I've always had a hard time moving on, but I am moving on now. And uh, eventually we will see uh, what happened. We'll know what happened. And uh, it looks it looks like uh, it's going to go one way. I'm pretty sure it's going to go one way. But... Who knows, you know? I was thinking about um, other things. It would be nice just to get your mind on other things for a change. Wouldn't it? Just, can you hear? Are we plugged in? Do you hear me? Am I loud enough? Is this close enough? There we go. Probably better if I'm out here, right? I'm sorry if you'd, you didn't hear me that well. But uh, we are broadcasting. It's a sunny Partly cloudy. What am I saying? Sun? Partly cloudy. We have uh, tropical depression Ada out there. Greek letter Ada. Ada, if I'm not mistaken, Theta comes after Ada. I should remember that, but hey, I'm 57 years old and I'm forgetting my Greek alphabet. I haven't used it in a long time. But yeah, it's still turning out there. It's November 5th. And uh, we're just looking for a return to some kind of normalcy. Obviously, the coronavirus is still moving on through here. Yeah, it did not disappear. A lot of people said it would disappear right after the election. It did not. Um, so we still have to deal with that. We're going to have to deal with people that feel as if they're, uh, there's going to be a certain amount of people that are going to feel like they're, uh, they've been disenfranchised, let's say. I guess it's in a group like if you're deciding to all go to a restaurant, if it's like a group of 15 people, let's pick 15 because it's not. And eight of them want to go to a, let's say, P.F. Chang's 
and seven of them want to go to the Golden Corral. There you go. It's an apt one. And they're all on the same bus. So the people that have go to P.F. Chang's, they have, you know, it's a, a chain restaurant, much like uh, Golden Corral. But they say, you know, we get their own plates and stuff like that. It's safer. The food's a little more upgraded. And you don't have to uh, steal, stare at the chocolate fountain. That, you know, chocolate fountain, right? And then a chocolate fountain you have at the, uh, let me plug this in. Is my, oh, my power's not going on. But we are recording. I think I am. So they want some, a big bowl of wonton soup, you know, that you can ladle into your own bowl. You got to be careful about that, right? And some whatever stuff they have at P.F. Chang's. And then there's people that go to, that want to go to Golden Corral. And the Golden Corral people lost out this time. So, you know what? Go, you're all going, you all have to eat. Now you got to go and eat at P.F. Chang's. Just like we uh, had to uh, go a lot of times to the uh, Golden Corral. Or the Cracker Barrel. Let me see. P.F. Chang's or Cracker Barrel. Golden Corral. Same same difference. So, now that's almost over with. You know, there's going to be some bitching and moaning and people trying to get us to go to uh, the Golden Corral. Say, hey, listen, there's a chocolate fountain there. You know, and if you go to P.F. Chang's, you know, they pee in the wonton soup. No, they don't. So, let's go. So, what I've been doing since it is a you know, gosh, where is episode 341? And I've been just flipping back. I'm trying to go forth. We started in April of 2000 and let me see, this is 24 years. It'll be three and a half years, about three and a half years we've been doing a show. And uh, I'm looking back at some of my old episodes. And think about the things you talk. A lot of times I would talk. You know, I had my great, great co-host. And, yeah, you know, the one thing I don't have to worry about right now when I'm by myself is I don't have to worry about over-talking. I just really feel bad about those times I over-talk. Maybe I'm needy. How did I come across uh, doing a podcast thinking it's very, how important am I to get my views out? How important is that? Well, I guess I decided that it was pretty important. So we, uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go back about 150, uh, 100, no, 200 episodes ago, let's say, almost 200. Wait, who's calling? I'm gonna, you know what? Listen, I'm gonna talk to you. Pause one second. Oh, answer. Hello, this is Jim. Hello? 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 Who's there? It's a weird number. Started with 194. Huh. Well, I guess I maybe that. Did, did, did I leave a message? Nope. Let's call him. Hey, let's call them back. Let's call back. Well, 
listening to one of the episodes, episode 156, was Size Matters. And it, uh, I'm going to try to call, let's see, I'm going to try to call some of these phone numbers here to see who's been calling me recently. These are recent calls, let's see. Okay. Three. Oh, come on. Three. Beginning with a one, so is it getting one begin with a one? Huh. It says block, block. Huh. That's interesting. That. So that was that. So size matters. I get it all the time in the bar. You know, hey, can you give me a drink in a taller glass? Uh, I need a bigger box for my to-go. Um, I want a small salad. I mean, what's small? What's relatively small to you? What's small? Um, uh, give it to me in a short glass. Now, sometimes people want that because they want more liquor and less mixer. They don't like having a big glass. They don't like it watered down. So people, yeah, they're kind of fascinated by that stuff. I don't know. If it actually means anything, I mean, tall glass, do people actually, do bartenders, when, when they're used to someone doing one shot in a glass, and you ask for a 16-ounce glass, and you say, well, this is watered down. Well, you added, instead of having, a, let's say, a 10-ounce glass, we have a 16-ounce glass. So we're diluting your liquor with more mix or people say I don't want any ice I think they want the glass but I want the same amount of fill in my glass well that's not going to happen just one of those things and it's satisfaction thing so let's go and see we talked about timeshares boy what was the last time you heard about timeshares when I first moved down here to the Keys there were timeshares all over the fucking place people say it's a great idea come to you know, if you get a timeshare, vacation timeshare, you get two weeks out of the year. Pick it during your vacation time. You know, where you like to go on vacation. Is it right after Easter? Is it right before Easter? Is it in the middle of summer? Is it in the fall? And stuff like that. And then you get to join, uh, join this group, which has all these other people who belong to timeshares. And you can trade with them. So you can go to Mexico or you can go to Portugal or bullshit. You know, what you end up doing is paying your timeshare fees each year for a vacation that you know after the third or fourth time you're pretty much done with it so and you're sharing it let's say if there's two weeks or one week it's two weeks you could be sharing it with 26 different groups of people if whatever timeshare block it is and that's what they're doing they're selling they'll just say take a property it's worth let's say $200,000 a condo is $200,000 and they'll break it up into, let's get it to uh, 
50, 50 weights, 25 pieces. Let's say 25 pieces. So I'll take that, but they won't take 200,000 and divide by um, the 25, which would equal um, about, what would that equal? 4,000 a year. 4,000 a year for that. That cut, you know, uh, 4,000 total for your purchase. And then you put your, you know, maintain your condo fees for the upkeep and, and cleaning and all that stuff because you have to have the same cleaning people because you can't trust the people that are coming in, you know, 25 different groups of people that have the same, you know, same idea of cleaning. And also, you're going to be sharing people that you don't know their habits. You don't have a choice on picking or use your timeshare. So that was <clears throat> 2009 when that just started just completely disappearing. It started disappearing in 2007, 2008 when the real estate market collapsed. And then they started coming up with brilliant ideas called uh, fractional ownership. Well, fractional ownership is like King Tide. And we spoke about King Tide before, and that's just the higher water level. Okay. Uh, hello. Okay, phone calls. This was fun. Hello, are you open? Yeah, we open. We open at 5. We're also open at 5. Oh, so do I need a reservation? This is a recording. Pause. Oh, no one's coming. The Oyster Rock sent back. The Oyster Rock and Thumber sent back. All the couples said they smelled weird. I take them, eat them at the uh, break a table with them and say, how are they? Oh, delicious. Oh, that was, yeah, I remember that years ago. Someone sent it back said, oh, these Oysters Rockefellers smell weird. So I take the whole plate and I said, I'll take it. I mean, normally I could write it off if there's something wrong with the food, and then I go and sample it just to make sure there's no problem, and I eat the whole thing. Now, they may not like the smell of the cheese on there or anything, but there was no reason. And once again, uh, here's my fascination with oysters. It's one of the main foods that you show that you have to have a special notice put on the wall warning people that eating that food is dangerous to your health. But then again, there's still people that come in and they want oysters, Rockefeller, raw oysters and things like that. And let me tell you guys, I see the guys that come in and eat raw oysters and stuff like that. It's like, I don't, I don't even know how to say it. It's like taking Viagra to a strip club. Yeah, it may work when you're in a champagne room and you get your couch dance and stuff like that. But just because you're taking Viagra or because you're fucking eating oysters, I mean, there's no guarantee that it really works with your libido or anything like that. Uh, you're not going to get laid more. You're not going to have more sex. You're not going to be more virile. You know, I mean, you can have sex when you take Viagra or Sodafinil, whatever that stuff is. Yes, you're able to have sex. But the problem is people or women most likely may not want to have sex with you. So you can eat all the oysters in the world. A woman's going to say, oh, my God, look at that guy. He ate four dozen oysters. Oh, my God, I want to have sex with him. Or, oh, well, he has a, you know, remember the copper color? I talked about the copper cover of Malibu Wagon in the last episode. Yeah, well, you got all these other issues to deal with. And taking your little blue pill or eating the oysters, which, you know, little bill pill certainly works um, for your issue there, but it doesn't work with the issue that no one wants to be with you. Okay, then, oh, let's see, like a year and a half ago, what we had, I saw 
What was this? Uh, I saw this movie, My Friend Dahmer. Story about Jeffrey Dahmer. Boy, they'll make the fucking craziest thing. Uh, movies about certain things. But it does make sense to make a movie about it. But, I mean, from the perspective that Dahmer was your buddy and stuff like that. And, oh, yeah, I know it's weird. I'd be, if I wrote a biography, I was friends with a, a serial killer who ate people. No matter how good the book is, wouldn't that lend people to think you have really fucking shitty uh, criteria for picking friends? You just say, hey, you, you're the best friend I have. And then you go, oh, thanks a lot. Wait, didn't you also have, weren't you friends with uh, Jeffrey Dahmer? Before, so what are you, what are you saying about me? I'm, I'm I'm a lot better. I mean, on a scale of one to ten, when you say compare me to Dahmer or something, so you'd have all these things going on. Okay, let's get more ice on this subject. There's the ice question. Now, uh, every so often, and we're going to get to the bartending thing. It's, I'm just paging through these old old shows but I love the, the the final things I really always said this and I said this when I started a show three and a half years ago when you're going to a bar instead of saying do you make good margaritas or do you make good martinis or do you make a good drink tell them what you want I want a good strong drink now if you want your draw drink to t- <coughs> excuse me for sneezing that was not I hope it wasn't a COVID sneeze who knows um, a good strong drink. Just ask for your mixer on the side. You know, you're gonna first of all, if you're on the hunt for another person, you're gonna look like a total douchebag. So you better be firmly with the person you are, not out on the hunt. So if you want that, you want a strong fine, or just get it neat with ice and then order a side of soda or something like that. Whatever you, whatever you need, or. With the margarita. Oh, I don't like mine really sweet. I like it more sour. I like the, I, I rather taste the tequila. I like a lot of triple sec. Oh, I like orange juice in mine. You know, or a little pineapple. Tell the bartender. They'll do it for you. It's not that hard. Well, you know, and, and you know, you would ask for a martini. No one ever asks for an extra dry martini anymore. Oh, and they may. They may do it. Obviously, in a really nice place. If you go to a martini bar, you better know how to order a martini. So when you're ordering something extra dry, you mean uh, less dry vermouth, right? And if you ask for a dirty martini, you should say, now, normally, you know, one doesn't go with the other. Meaning, if you go to a really hoity-toity place, a lot of people don't. Dirty martinis are just for people that don't like the taste of vodka. Because otherwise people say, I want an extra dry gay goose, uh, gay goose, <laughs> gay goose, hey, 40th slip, gay goose martini, or Tito's martini, or kettle one, and give me four olives. There you go. So, just make sure that you're telling the bartender what you want. Do it in kind of a nice way if you can. So listen, I like uh, someone last night, a nice woman, a nice woman came in. There were, uh, you know, there was a lot of trepidation with people out there. You know, there were people that supported the other guy and they're not happy. 
and there's people that are happy that support my guy. So there's no reason to rub it in, but they come in, they're pleasant. I had no idea what this person was by their thing. They were very sweet. And she asked for a lemon drop martini. And she goes, I don't like it real sweet. I kind of that. So what I did is I squeezed lemon, put a citrus vodka in it, a splash of sour mix, very s- small splash, and triple sec. And mix it together. I normally, if I squeeze my own lemon, I got to put a little sweetener in it. Could be uh, simple syrup. It could be, you know, you make your own lemonade from it. So she told me exactly what she wanted. She got exactly what I wanted. End of story. Okay. Here's this other one. What's the acronyms? I hate fucking acronyms. It's hard for me to say it. See it? I have a hard time. How are we going to do it? You know? Uh, KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. That's an acronym. And from SpongeBob. Poop. Remember, poop. People order our patties. You know, that, that's my favorite acronym. Poop. I can't, I can't, I, you know, for the life of me, they, there's acronyms at the place I work part-time. They got tons of them. They got like six of them to remember the things. But, you know, if you know a lot of words, the words could stand for something else, you know. So you don't automatically, unless it's a word, like every good boy does fine. That's an acronym for the notes on a music sheet. E every E G B D F in that order. Okay. Now let's move on. Litter bugs. I fucking hate litter bugs. If you come down, well, I have a wager, a guess that if you're listening to the show, you are not a fucking litter bug. Cause you would eventually said, Hey, they're talking about me. He's calling me a fucking asshole. Well, you are a fucking asshole. If you, if you're a litter bug, I don't care. Just like the the owl says, give a hoot, don't pollute. You know, or the the, the Native American from the nineteen seventies that cried. You know, there's a there was a guy dressed up like a uh, a Native American standing on the side of the road, and it's supposed to symbolize the nat- natural part of the United States. And you see a guy throw a piece of trash out his window. Well, to see litter litterers are a small percentage of the population. But they're inordinate. They don't litter a little. They litter a lot. They don't give a shit. They're people that... (laughs) Another sneeze. They're people that drive down the road uh, in the Keys with their boat. And they may have just gotten off the water. They may have just came out of the supermarket. And they just got loose shit. They're just flying all over stuff. There's cans flying out. Stuff. They're open boat. Not see them. They didn't secure all their trash. You know, wipe down their boats. They're just pigs. Fucking pigs. And they do this. And when they do this to the, you know, like they may have the neatest car in a possible. Oh, God, you fucking hypocrite. If you're a person that just dumps shit. Like the old days when you had ashtrays in your car. I mean, some cars still have them. And they take them and empty them out. They just take them and dump them on the ground. Instead of finding a trash can. When you go to the gas station, let's say. You got to be real careful. Make sure all your cigarettes out and shit like that. Maybe before you do that. But, you know, you have that. But I hate fucking litter bugs. Oh, I'd like to say hello to some of my regulars. Tom, 
and Janet. They're up uh, north, Tim and Alice. Uh, they, uh, I miss them. They, I hope to see them soon. So we will get on that. Oh, what was it? Chuck E. Cheese talk. Um, some some people come up to the, this funny topic that uh, I thought was people ask you do you take I, I guess because there's places down in the Keys a lot of places that don't accept some places don't accept credit cards restaurant and bars because of the percentage of it people say well uh, if you're popular enough you don't have to you can you can accept almost any type of payment do you hear me if you are popular enough to get a crowd. You can accept everything as almost anything is payment. Me, okay. My case in point. Let's say Bitcoin. Let's say you get a share of Bitcoin, and you say, "Well, not everyone has Bitcoin." Well, let's say there's a place that they only seat like twenty people, and they always have a backlog of people trying to get a reservation. Well, they can determine whatever payment owns. They can tell them how. They're going to ask people to prepay. There are restaurants out there to ask you to prepay for your meal. Yeah, well, if you get that popular, you get to do that. You know, you can ask for Chuck E. Cheese tokens. Canadian coins of the United States. Wampum, which would be like one of those peace pipes or beads or a necklace or something like that. And um, that's all I have to say about that. But when you take, you choose not to take credit card, you just choose to say, I don't want to give away 2 to 4% of my profit to the credit card companies. So they may have enough business. So you, you know, it's a weighing of the thing. Well, how much money will I make and how much money will I lose? And it, you may want it this way. You solicit only people that want to pay in cash, which people are paying cash. In general, you're going to find a little more shadier people to pay in cash. Unless you have someone that steals credit cards. And then that's a little different. Now, this time of year, I don't, I just seen a trigger. Hey, pick up your trash. Look at the beautiful coconuts. Bang. Oh, yeah. Coconut trees. Hey, folks, when you're down here, don't just stare. Be careful. Because um, it's not that everyone gets hit by a coconut falling off a tree is that people don't realize that, yeah, I mean, think of an apple tree in an orchard that hasn't been picked, and the apples are hanging there. And there could be hundreds and hundreds of apples on a tree. At a certain time, when they start falling off the tree, and they do because the stems you know, get desiccated and weak, and then they fall off. And if you ever got hit in the head with an apple, and you say, boy, that hurts, yeah, kind of like Isaac Newton maybe. But uh, that's, you know, the thing that Isaac Newton came up with the idea of gravity or the theory of uh, falling objects by sitting under a tree and having an apple. Whether it's true or not, I don't really care. But I do understand gravity. I do understand that gravity occurs. I don't understand gravity 100%. Not like Interstellar, the movie Interstellar, where the gravity and time mix together and changes everything fucking thing around but um here it's coconuts and coconuts could weigh a couple pounds and they're very hard they're very hard and when they fall off the tree they will definitely 
depending on the height. And remember, 9.8 meters per second squared. That will hit you kind of heavy. So if you're hanging out under a tree and it just happens to have a full set of coconuts, uh, beware that they can fall. You know, some people get their windshields cracked and all that stuff by having uh, their cars parked under them, especially on a windy day. So look out for that. Be You are forewarned. Watch out for coconuts. Don't worry about the lizards so much. Very rarely people ever get bit by lizards. Or we haven't had a snake attack either. They've been finding a lot of Burmese pythons. Out in, uh, there's two recently. Uh, one, you know, and they're finding them in the Keys and stuff like that. And they're they're big. There was 14-foot one. They found a 10-foot one in front of a school in the median strip that got hit. The guy just made itself over to the side of the road. Oh, online booking applications. I always had this idea that because of the advent of online booking applications, and when I say apps, that people are more likely to tailor their time down here. Because it used to be travel agents that would just get it. Where do you, when do you, when do you want to travel? Blah, blah, blah. And everyone had this herd mentality. So when you go to Disney, Disney, you know, think about it. When you go to Disney or a big theme park, when you go in the busiest time of year, you have the longest waits. So the thing goes for time traveling, the uh, time traveling, time it takes you to travel. Because I'm not talking about time traveling right now. It's not in the book I'm looking at. So the uh, people come down if there's a the when it's traditionally when the hotels are all now this is simple when the traditionals during the busy season the rates for hotels go up restaurants the food prices don't go up but you know it'd be great wouldn't that be great if, in a, if it's like uber or like a hotel you could just like at seven eight o'clock just raise your prices and they kind of do that if you think about that in florida if you have a lot of older people what they do is they do an early bird special between four to six to get people in earlier in this way, it alleviates some of the crowding that takes place during the peak time, which is, let's say, 6 to 8 o'clock. And depending on where you are. So, yeah, maybe that would be an interesting thing. Just have this thing of, like, say, like, you know, at 8 o'clock, you know, 8 o'clock the prices go up. 9 o'clock the prices go up. And alleviate that time if people come in right before. Or maybe, like, and then have a... 50% jump in the cost of your meal if you come in 10 minutes before the restaurant closes. So this way, people go, wow, those four people that came in, came in 10 minutes and stayed for two hours. But yeah, instead of paying $150 for their food and drink, they paid 225 And they commenced, you know, so it made it worth it. And as people will learn to get in a little earlier. And maybe you could do that with your timing. Say, here's the window. There's our early bird special. This is when we're going to do it. Boy, that if that that would be like a real clincher for that. And getting regulars to come in. Oh, if you have like a 20% discount for regulars. But it would be at a certain time. I'm going to have to think about this. I'm going to have to think about this idea. Okay, I'm going to take a key 
Key West, Key Weird. We talked about Carl Tanzler, a young Cuban-American, and Alina uh, Malagrade. Malagrade? Oh. Uh, well, this guy, Carl Tanzler, was a radio technician, and he fell in love with this Cuban, uh, young Cuban woman who eventually died. Uh, he was 36 years his junior, and she was treating her. He convinced her that, he convinced her family that he should treat her, and eventually she she dies, and he uh, pays for her internment into a mausoleum in Key West. This is all in Key West. He eventually steals her body, and for seven years, he keeps the body uh, under his possession. He uses glass for eyes, fortifies the wire for the fortified skeleton, and plaster or wax to replace the skin. And um, her uh, sister, uh, eventually the family found out he was keeping her, and he got rid of him. Okay. Someone trying to go, oh, uh, recently, a couple of weeks ago, let me see, tattoo parlor. We did the tattoo party. Brandon, Brandon and Anthony, Anthony, that got my tattoo. Originally, if you remember my travels with the uh, South of Heaven. Now, not with them. The tattoo parlor is excellent, super clean. The guys are very talented. It's at 103 at the Pink Plaza. And if you see them, see Brandon and or, uh, or Anthony or Amanda, which is Brandon's uh, 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 better half, uh, s- tell them that Jim the Keys bartender said hello. Uh, they did a tattoo. Uh, uh, Tony or Anthony did a tattoo on my arm. It's two swords crossed downwards. But originally I was going to get one with a Celtic kind of a, uh, a tribal circle with two swords. And I had uh, someone look it up, and it looked pretty cool, and I'm about to get it, and the guy's looking at it. Uh, Anthony's looking at it, south of heaven, and he looks at it and says, oh, there's a problem, and he points at it, and right at the nexus of the two swords, you can see it, the way they interlock, at least the drawing does, there's a swastika. So, he caught that. I mean, even if he put it on my body, I could have got it fixed or something like that. But I would have always known that. I, just think about it. The way obsessive I am. I would never pay. But I would have always known I had a swastika on my skin. Even no matter who buried it. I'd have to almost have it carved out of my body. You know, maybe have that sliced off my arm. But lucky I didn't have that. Okay. Any statement that leads to st- I want to share something with you. you you're hoping that would be really uh, good information. You know? Psst, come over here. I got something to tell you. And you think, oh, this is going to be juicy. Now, unfortunately, in the restaurant business, a lot of times when a guy does that to a woman, uh, it could be him pointing down as a direction or anything like that. So that's like, but a lot of times you think it was a letdown, but usually it's really either uh, tremendously boring or has nothing to do with what you're concerned about today. Um, I like to talk about the people's unabashed enthusiasm and surety of how great they can drive when they're drinking. 
Now, if we notice you can barely, if you can't speak and you can't put your word. Now, listen, I do. This is me slurring. I don't drink anymore. Oh, who's this? That's Abby. Let me call. Let me talk to Abby for real briefly. Okay, you get to hear a little. Hello? Hey, hon, I'm doing a podcast right now. I love you. I'll call you right back. I'm going to call you in like three minutes, okay? Love you, bye. Okay, well, we'll take a little break after you stop. Okay. Let me hang up. That was my lovely wife, Abby. I hate not answering the phone. And, uh, you know, she's going right into her work. So, so your boundless faith in how well you could drive when you could barely speak or walk or the chairs falling over and you knock over your glass. You knock over your glass. That's a very good sign. I knock over glasses anyway. And like I said, I haven't drank, drank in a year. Now, if the course at night, I'm starting making mistakes and starting to mumble, do that. That has to do with your motor skills. And that means your motor skills are impaired. The problem with having motor skills impaired, it's hard for you to judge that your motor skills are impaired when it's happening. So if you could just sit back and just, and I have friends that when I talk to them and stuff like that, they understand, they acquiesce right away. I got to drive you. There's other people, unfortunate that they don't listen. And eventually they get caught. You know, it's just a, it's just a numbers game with that. So um, I figure what you do is when you go out, you're feeling impaired and you could be impaired without drinking there were times i've had i don't know what caused it but my eyesight got super blurry when i was driving i had to pull over side of road i had no idea what caused it uh i know i should have got it checked out at time that's a bad thing but i also knew i had to stop driving when when i couldn't see and that's the thing about impairment. It creeps up on you. It creeps up on you and you're thinking it's completely normal and all of a sudden you're impaired. So when someone says, hey, can I give you a ride? Can I call you a cab? It's well worth it. It is so worth it. I mean, you're already in trouble. You're going to, you're, if you're, if you're going home to a partner and they don't, you know, they, you're out drinking, you got drunk by yourself and you got dropped off or you got a cab. I mean, if they're worth anything, they're salt. They will say, at least you had the good judgment not to drive. So I'm going to leave that at that for now. I might do another show in about a half hour just to distract you people. Because there's a lot of shit going on and you don't have to hear it. You know, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, you think you can probably influence, you know, you can do it, but it's not going to happen. You you guys, a lot of guys, uh, guys and girls. Um, just do go on with your life right now. Let the chips where fall where they may. And if you are a listener, keys bartender, please do me a favor. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Send me an email at jimmykeysbartender.com. I'm going to be coming back in uh, right now. It is 20 at 10. I'm going to come back on at, I think, 10, 15 minutes. Let's see how we do. I'm going to try to do a bunch of shows and take us off. The next one, I'm not even going to talk about this past election. Just saying. Listen to some of this music. Some of this cool music that, what is it reminiscent of? 
It's reminiscent of the Keys Bartender Podcast theme show. So, theme song. <laughs>